The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You're now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I have Udo Erasmus. This gentleman um, is a older version of me. That's, that's who he is. <laughs> He's been doing what I've been doing just a little bit longer, and um, we're really excited to have him on the show today because Udo is actually the originator of how to process flax oil properly so it's good for the human body because there are different ways, so we're going to get into that, and the reason I wanted to have him on is because there's a lot of information and disinformation, as always, on social <laughs> media, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there about seed oil is bad, right? Now... When I hear something like that, when somebody takes a stance like that, that's kind of like that pro-anti thing. It creates division. It creates controversy. And it also creates attention. And that's why a lot of these people are doing it because they jump on the bag when they want to get attention. They want to grab more followers, more people, get more people into it. And then they, maybe they're selling like coconut oil or something. So they jump on the bag when seeds bad, seeds bad, seeds bad. And I've already been through this multiple times with other stuff. And, you know, one of the things is like when the whole paleo movement came out, and they said grains are bad. And I'm just like, well, yes, but, right? So it's like, yeah, like if a grain is not you know, made in nature, if it's been hybrid or spliced or genetically modified, where you know, disrupting the plant's internal metabolism, it's making formaldehyde, yeah, that would be a problem. And the other thing is, is like if you're eating that grain in its dormant state, um, uh, yeah, that's a problem. So the grain needs to be sprouted basically soaked yeah. in water to release those natural insecticides or protectants. So anyway, what and I'm getting has, at is here, it, it boils and, down to edumacation. Yeah, and, right? and if it's got Roundup on it, then that's a problem too for the grains. Exactly. So it's Life like it's it. not just grains bad and then just oh, grains bad or grains good. It's like, yeah. no, we, we need to have a discussion about this. We need to get educated on it so that we can make an intelligent decision. And I can tell you, you know, the people that are listening to my show are pretty damn smart. Um, mm -hmm. you know, they're into self-healing, becoming their own doctors, um, doing what it takes, not buying into just whatever, um, they want to get educated and they want to empower themselves. And then they're also smart enough to know that they got to go try it out for themselves and see if it works for them. Just because it works for me or you, it might not be for them now, yep. maybe later. I don't know, but everybody has to yep. get first person experience before they pass judgment. So today, yep. Udo, if most of you know, his brand, it's, it's all over the world. It's, uh, uh, Udo's choice oils. Um, and how long has that brand been around? Uh, Udo's Choice has been around since 1994, but we started with flax oil in 1987, uh, 1986. I developed a method for making oils with health in mind. And while everybody else was bitching about what, what they're doing wrong, I decided, why don't we do it right? That's a oh, lot wow. more a solution. work. A solution that's a lot more work. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot more work. And you don't get as much attention because bitching gets attention. Yeah, but you actually end up being able to help people. And so I took that on, became out of pesticide poisoning for me. So I was pretty highly motivated to make it right for myself. And uh, so that's that's what happened. And now we're on another 
Now, we knew what they're doing to oils is wrong 40 years ago. I started in 1980, right? Yeah. Got poisoned by pesticides. And so Let's we started- get into that. Before you get into the oils, I want to talk about your backstory. Yeah. Like, how did you get into the health industry? Where'd you grow up? What was your lifestyle like? Were you like a vegetarian growing up? Were you eating standard American diet? Were you uh, uh, a breathitarian? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I do, like breathing, you, I do like breathing, though. I do like breathing. I give that much importance. Yeah. No, I was born in the Second World War in Europe, and we were refugees fleeing out of Poland into Germany at the end of the war. The, the communists chasing us in tanks and trucks. These are all women with young children in horse-drawn hay wagons on dirt roads without military presence. And so the communists were chasing us, and the Allies were shooting at us from planes. So, and they were using the refugees as target practice. This, these, are the, these were the good guys. <laughs> and I was two and a half and I just remember, oh my God, you know, never felt safe, never knew what I could rely on. And so my whole life became number one, when I was six years old, how can people live together in harmony? And I'm gonna find out how that's possible. So that's been one tr big track for me all my life. And then the second track has to do how do things work? So I got into science to figure out how things work. Then I got into biosciences, how creatures work. Then I got into psychology, how thinking works. Then I got into the medicine, how health works, but they only teach about disease. So I ended up in biochemistry and genetics because there in biology and biological sciences, you're studying the normal functioning of normal creatures in normal situations. Whereas in medicine, they always study what's wrong when something goes wrong. But that just because you know what's wrong doesn't mean you know, you know what's right. And I was always more interested in health than in disease. So that's why I didn't stay in medicine. And then I got, eventually I got, I did all kinds of work. Uh, I left uh, university just before I got my master's degree in genetics because I was still looking for something and I wasn't finding it there. And eventually I took a lot of jobs, took a job uh, as a pesticide sprayer after my marriage broke up and I was really upset and wanted to kill something. So I took a job as a pesticide sprayer, got poisoned by so you pesticides. Just, you decided to kill yourself. A sort of, yeah, slowly. You way. didn't I even was, know it by default. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, doctor I went to said, we don't have anything for pesticide poisoning. And that day it became like really clear to me. I, I kind of knew it, but it really made clear to me that my health is my responsibility. And if I'm not taking care of it, maybe nobody is. And so I then got into the journals looking because I had the background to read the journals. And I went into looked at everything that had to do with health and nutrition, disease and nutrition, and got stuck on oils because it was the most complicated area. It turns out they're the most sensitive of our nutrients. They need the most care. We give them the least care. And more health problems come from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition. And why I say damaged is when you hear all these stories about seed oils are bad and omega-6s are bad. No, the people who say that have not done their homework. When you look deeper, it's not oil that's the problem it's the damage done to the oil by the way industry them that makes damaged molecules like about more than a million for every one of your body 60 trillion cells in one tablespoon if the oil is one percent damaged and we knew that 40 years ago and instead of just bitching about it we said well why don't we do it right and so we started an industry of making oils with health in mind. They have to be protected from light, from oxygen, from heat. 
We put them in ground, brown glass bottles. We put a box around them. They're refrigerated at the factory. They're refrigerated in the stores. You refrigerate them at home. You never use them for frying because then you do, you do damage to those, these sensitive oils. And you add them to food after they come off the heat. And you'd use about two to four tablespoons for most people. And that's your food oil foundation made with health in mind. Oils in their natural state that support the oil needs, the, the need for essential fatty acids, omega-3 and omega-6, that every cell in your body needs. Awesome. Awesome. So before we get off, because I know we're going to get in deep into oils, but I mean, it's, it's really curious to me, like you, as a young kid, like obviously, was your, what happened to your father? Uh, he was in war, then he was a prisoner of war, then he came back, and then it took us uh, six years to do the bureaucracy to get uh, out of Europe to Canada. Okay, and you're still in Canada today, right? I'm still in Canada, yeah. So you fled from war as a little child with your mom. Your dad was fighting. Yeah. And then well, six years later, you reunited with your father? Uh, no, I was two and a half. We, he came back when I was four, I think. Okay, what was that like? Him coming back? Yeah. Well, we didn't. We never had a real good relationship. He he saw me when I was apparently eighteen months old. I don't remember this. And he leaned over. He knew who I was. I didn't know who he was, right? Yeah. He, he swooped down to to pick me up, and I started to scream. And he said, "The thought went through. He said, I will never get along with this kid." And so we played that out for forty years. And he told me that story. Uh, but we got along famously well for the last four years of his life. He told me that story and it, it put in place for me, now I understand why nothing I did was ever good enough for him because he had this thought in his head and that thought overrode anything that could happen between us. And it yeah. just happened from one incident where he didn't realize that I didn't know him. So he kind of like, we, he was like a, 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 a you know, a, a monster Giant. attacking me. Yeah. Right? Some big dude. <laughs> you know, he knew I was. He knew, he knew I was his kid, but I didn't know who the hell he was, right? And he never took that into consideration. And then he didn't like the reaction. Of course, he was shell shocked from the war. Of so course. it's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not like we were in a casual atmosphere, getting to know each other in a nice way, right? Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot that went into that. And uh, but yeah, on I the other see hand, really it was a good his... idea because if. My goal in life was to think for myself and do things that haven't been done before, that that's good training because I couldn't turn to my dad for answers. Mm -hmm. So it's, so it has an upside too. down. You see, you see, it has a downside, you know, gee, wouldn't it be nice to have a really nice relationship with dad for all my life? Yeah, it would have been, but you know, so it has a downside. We didn't have that, but the upside was I became very independent. And I'm really good at thinking things through for myself and not leaning on experts and finding out, you know, and, and getting educated. So I have a basis for making, for, for making my opinions. So it, it's a good thing too. Every downside has an upside. Absolutely. And I really appreciate you sharing that story. And I can see where a lot yeah. of your drive came from. It's a pretty powerful story, you know, going mm -hmm. back to your childhood and a lot of our listeners know, I talk about it all the time that everything in life is meaningless it's only the meaning that we give it. So you basically right. just in another story, once again, confirming that everything in life is a neutral prop. It serves both do double duty. 
Yep. It could be good or bad. It's all it depends on how you want to look at it. So yep. instead of being, you know, oh, I don't have a dad. I don't have a great relationship with my dad. You're like, oh, I became a critical thinker and I learned to figure shit out for myself. And yep. um, that made me really strong to get through life and through society yep. and all societal conditioning. Yeah. And, and then, then if I if I want to blame him for not being a good father in the way that maybe he could have been, should have been, or we think he should have been. I need to also blame him for giving me the strength to be independent and think for myself. Yeah, that's a good blame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so every and every situation in anybody's life has those two sides to it. That there's a downside, there's an upside. There's a downside to the upside, and there's a upside to the downside. Whatever your life is like, and make the most of both the upside and the downside because they both are helpful in getting you to live a, a life that is full of full of juice full of juice what, what you just said have you have you seen that episode on netflix uh, tony robbins i'm not your guru yeah i've 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 taken all his courses he he's been a promoter of my oil for 20 years yeah he, yeah, he um I, I remember what you just said about the yeah. blaming thing was yeah. it uh, there was a gal in there and he's like i can't remember if it was the daughter or there was a daughter and a mom and that found out she's like, Oh, I wanted to lose weight, but it's a bunch of bullshit. It was like, she had yeah. a bad relationship with her dad. Cause he was, he was a druggie or something, but he was embarrassed. That's, that's why he was hiding out. Yeah. And he, and he said, I remember Tony saying, if you're going to blame him for being such a jackass, that's fine. But you also need to blame him for help helping you create that daughter. You need to blame him for what he did because he, your daughter wouldn't have a, a third of the strength that she has today or the mental fortitude from, from the shit that she had to go through. She ended up becoming strong just like yeah. you did. Yeah. Right? This Absolutely. is like so profound for people. And it's, you know, people start, they get it. They get, Oh, woe was me. What was me? It's like, no, it's like, this is your power. Yeah. All that shit that happened to you in the past, it can either drag you down or it can lift you up to the highest highs because when I don't care how far down you go, there's energy taking you down. And if you can redirect that energy, it will take yeah. you up just as high on the other side yeah. because of the momentum. If yeah. And if you can crawl behind all the woe is me and discover how strong you are because of all those woes, then you get to a point where you say, well, thank God it was hard at the beginning because it made me competent. Yeah. It made me strong. Yeah. But you have to crawl behind that, that, that thing, you know, it's, it's very, it's very uh, culturally acceptable to to comp to complain all the time, mm -hmm. and not to do anything more than complain, and then you get attention for the complaining, but you're not growing. You're just staying in a you know. Then it, it complaining becomes a skill that you use to get shit for free. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're like a mud puddle. <laughs> <laughs> no movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's an, that's an important point, and I'm glad you shared that. So um, so we'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll get, we're going to get into the good and the bad and the ugly of the seed oils when we return. Yep. We'll, be, we'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. And there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise 
no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my guest, Udo Erasmus, the king of flaxseed oil. And actually, Udo, right before this um, before this talk, um, one, of the, one of the guys on my team, I don't know if you know him, his name's uh, Bo uh, Rinaldi, and um, he literally healed himself when he was 10 on his own with no parents help and no doctors. And he said he is like a flax oil uh, connoisseur of, uh, he said flax oil was a really integral part of his healing himself. Cool. Tell him you're welcome. He's in his seventies. He's in his seventies now. Yeah. Tell him, tell him from me. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, he, he, I go, you know, Oh, I know. Udo. Yeah. He's been around a long time. Both of you guys. So that's really cool. But he wanted to just share that. So that was cool. All right, so let's get into it. Like, so yeah. these seed oils. Now, what happened was, is like, I, I pulled up a couple things here because, you know, like I said, on social media, there's a bunch of crap out there and we're, we, we want to get through it. What seed oils are bad? You kind of already yeah. delineated down. It's like, of course, obviously where it's grown, if it's yeah. sprayed or not, how it's <clears> harvested, <throat> how, it's, how it's squeezed, you know, all that stuff. Why don't you go through all that? And then we'll go through the uh, uh, Dr. Kate's The Hateful Eight, which are a bunch of, um, oils. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm just going to tell the general story about fats so that's, or oils so that you understand it. Let's do it. So when oils are in seeds and nuts, which are the main sources of them, they contain two things that you have to have to live and be healthy. They're called essential fatty acids. There's an omega-3 and an omega-6. Both are essential for, for the health of every cell. And if you and you can't make them from anything else in your body. So you have to bring them in from outside because you have to have them, right? right? If you don't get enough, your health goes down. You get deficiency symptoms. They are degenerative in nature, which means your body's falling apart. And they symptoms get worse with time. And if you don't get enough long enough, you die. These Can you talk about the- these symptoms? Like what it's used for, like the sheath of the cell, the, the joints. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they're part of cell membranes, but but that the structure of cell membranes, so that determine uh, not only what goes in and out of the cells, but how fast that takes place. They do those two roles in so every the, cell in your body. So the ability for your cells to take nutrients in, in and literally detox and push waste matter out is essential on the highest quality oils that you're putting in your body. Yes. Okay. That's not the only thing that they're essential, that, that they're dependent on, but that is a huge part of it. And how your cell receptors work and how well they work is dependent on how much essential fatty acids you have in your cell membranes. So cell communication. So that's, so that's one piece. Second is out of the essential fatty acids, the, the body makes like dozens of different derivatives genetically because we have the genes to make these conversions and those play antioxidant roles and anti-inflammatory roles and pro-inflammatory roles and healing roles and energy production roles and bone building roles and they're essential for liver and kidney function the brain's fats are Um, more than 60% of the dry brain weight, which means you took just the water out of the brain, more than 60% of that is fats. 
and about half of that is essential fatty acid derivatives. They're required in, in vision, they're required in the cell uh, sheaths, the, the myelin membranes. Uh, uh, I mean, they're important in lung function, omega-3s block cytokine storm production because those are made out of omega-6s. There has to be a balance between those two because they have some opposing functions. They're good for hair and nail growth. I mean, the, uh, any part of the body you want to talk about. They're, it's there. You know, well, so what, what is that? This is another question that needs yeah. to be explained and cleared up, which is what is the proper balance of the omega-3s versus the omega-6s? Because what I've heard is like in fish oil, yeah. Um, if I can remember, it's like omega, it's like one to six or one to nine and, and like flax, it's one to three or something like that. So it's, no, I'll, can I'll you just you. explain that? What's right? Yeah. What's wrong? Okay. So the, the, because they have opposing functions, the ratio between the two is also important. Okay. And, uh, and the ratio we work with is we use twice as much omega three as omega six. And we use that because in practice over the past 40 years, we've always got our best results using that ratio. Flax has four times more omega-3, that's too much. I became omega-6 deficient on flax oil. I got dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis like pain and finger joints and thin papery skin, classic omega-6 deficiency symptoms. I fixed it by just taking more sunflower seeds, which have omega-6, but no omega-3 in them to get the balance back right. And that's why we developed a blend that has flax oil with sunflower sesame oil to get the balance between omega-3 and 6 right. And then it has six other ingredients in it. Um, but uh, so the balance is important. In flax oil, uh, there's a other problem, which is super damaged because omega-6 is already pretty sensitive to damage by light oxygen heat. Omega-3, alpha-linolenic acid, five times more sensitive than that. And EPA and DHA, the omega-3 derivatives, they're not essential because your body can make them if you get enough omega-3 in its basic form. Your body can make them, so you don't need the fish oils, contrary to what the marketers, marketers say. But those are another five times more sensitive, which is why fish oil is always so like that nasty burp you get, or if you get it in, in, uh, in a glass bottle, you know, you open it and two days later, you can smell the, the rancidity in your fridge because they're super, super, super reactive. And so you need, to, you need to give them special protection. That's the big issue, okay? And uh, when the industry makes them, both the fish oil and the seed oil industry, they don't take the care that these molecules need in order to retain their health benefits because they're more interested in shelf life or convenience for them than they are in your health. And that's always been the problem in, this, in the oil industry. And it's not, it's not that the omega-3 and 6 are a problem or that seed oils should not be used. No, it's that seed oils to be healthy for you need to be made with health rather than shelf life in mind. And the people who are complaining about those oils haven't done their homework and aren't willing to do what we took on to do 40 years ago, which is to make oils, to develop a method for making oils with health in mind so that they do retain their health benefits. Well, you just brought up a really important point. It's that 
you guys have to understand that the shelf space on grocery stores across America and around the world is very, very, very valuable real estate. It's very valuable real estate. Mm. And these manufacturers don't want to deal with returns. They like things that um, last a long time. This is one of the reasons why they strip the bran off of rice so that rice doesn't rot in six months. They, and they mm -hmm. remove 90% of the nutrition so that they can have a, they can store for years. And then they'll, then they'll ship it over in planes as we're doing something good for starving African children. And basically you're killing them with this, this rice as they're consuming just basically empty carbs and, and blowing up their stomachs, like literally. Right. So right. it's, it's about, it's about industry getting in between you and nature. That's what it's about. And what Udo's yep. talking about here today is what he's looked at nature and how can he take us in our modern world and get nature to you without screwing it up. That's right. what it's about. So that you can have the necessary building blocks on a cellular level for you to be a healthy, happy con person that can go out and contribute in the society. Yeah. Awesome, you couldn't have, couldn't have said it better. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, that's exactly, that's exactly. The, and when, when I look at how to make something, I'm always looking at how was it in nature before we got so civilized. Mm -hmm. And in nature, the, the mandate was fresh, whole, raw, organic. Every creature eats like that. There are no frying pans. <laughs> you know, there's not a single creature in nature that fries their food. That should tell I mean, you there's something. No, there's no air fryers. There's no air, no fryer air fryer trees. We can't, we can't call up an air fryer tree. No, and, and, and no burnt food oh, and no man. toxic molecules. And they eat a fresh, whole, raw, organic. I think for human beings, probably plant-based more that's not yeah. always that has not always been true but the plant eaters tend to live longer than the than the animal food eaters and in part that's because the way we feed our animals is crazy too because it's way out of line with nature yeah. so in nature they you know the cows eat grass and eat some herbs and stuff and the stuff in from the herbs goes in their meat when we eat that meat we get herbs with our meat yeah but in the feedlot where they're sitting in their feces and their and their and the urine and are getting fed corn and grain GMO, you know, and all of that, you end up with a different kind of meat. So how much of the problem with animal foods is because of the processing of them and the way they're being raised and how oh, much of it yeah. is actually that plants are more sustainable uh, that I don't think is the, the jury's still out a little on that. Well, there's, there's, you know, you're talking, I grew up, I'm on, on a farm and we raised Hereford cattle and alfalfa yeah. and grass. So we did both plants and animals yeah. and for, for food and you know, the food was feeding the animals, right? So yeah. most of the pro crop production now is going to feed these, these animals, but it's genetically modified. But what people don't really understand is, is that cows are not from nature. They've been hybrid. Just like if you look at the people that are dog lovers out there, yeah, yeah. every single yeah. dog comes from a wolf. If you yeah, go back far enough. Mm -hmm. They're wolves, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to go to a real cow in nature, you can go see some of those, those wild cows. They got horns on them and then they'll hook a lion and throw a lion and the water buffaloes and stuff like that. These cows will kick your ass. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are, but what's happened is through hybridization, they've tamed them down. And so they're more docile so yep. they can be manipulated very easy. They can be milked and they can be herded and they can be taken care of. And they, they're growing to be fat and they're, they're not as tall and they have, they're just muscle making. That's what it's been for. So again, mm -hmm. you're out of balance with nature and we're consuming that. And then on top of the hybridization with cows as an example, and then what Udo says is they're in pens 
living in their feces and eating GMO corn, GMO soy, things yeah. they, they would normally not eat in nature at all. And then they yeah. have to give them antibiotics to stop the infections from the yep. food they're eating. And then we and eat hormones. And, hormones. Yeah, and then we wonder why we wonder why we you know all the kids got man boobs it's like yeah it's because you're eating cows full of hormones yeah right? and then you have pesticides in the food and then not only that then you take it home you cut it into pieces and then you throw it in oil and fry it yep. and you're you're burning the oil you're burning the protein you're burning any carbs you put in the frying pan and all three of those independent of each other increase your risk of cancer and increase inflammation in your body because you're you're making you're changing hor uh, molecules from natural to toxic that never were in nature that life never made a breakdown program for and you eat them and eat them and eat them eat them you eat them faster than your body can get rid of them and then eventually down the line maybe you get cancer and say i don't know what happened i always ate good yeah, because you didn't know what you were doing and nobody told you and they yeah. and people gave you things to eat that probably should have been uh, put in the landfill. <laughs> yeah, and don't think that these industries are not working together, the food industry working with the medical industry and big pharma like they're they're all tied at the hip because they they feed they feed into each other. Like you said, people are like, well, and just look around. I mean, shit, it's the number one killer in our cancer. I mean, over half of by the over half of us are dying of cancer right now. So, by the year 2040, 2050, um, scientists are estimating that about 68 to 72 percent of people will be dying of cancer at that point in time, which is then as common as the common cold. So, yeah, if you've ever and, had a cold and, before, and then the and then the other 80 percent are will be dying of cardiovascular disease from being overweight or obese or diabetic. Yeah, it's I know. Crazy. I know. I know the numbers don't add up. I, I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah, we're just dying. That's what it is. We're dying yeah. unnecessarily at the end of a fork and a spoon and yeah. a knife. Um, yeah. food, food has become the biggest. Uh, it is the number one addiction out there. It just it is. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just a recovering food addict and I, and I always will be. I still have tendencies sometimes for stuff, but I've drifted so far away from it now and I went back to those things and they make me feel like crap. And after a while, I'm just like, what am I doing that for? I just, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to wake up tomorrow and feel good. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. that's I, a good place. It's a, it's a journey. Like this is like, like, like just imagine somebody on cocaine or a heroin addict. Okay. Now you yeah. see that person in your mind. They're like, wow, there's no different than the food addictions. No different than going into right. sugar and processed yeah. foods and cooked yeah. oils. Although we're addicted to food because we need it to live. So in that sense, but, but if you, if you're addicted to health and vitality, then you need to become addicted to, to living in line with nature and with your nature. And when you get out of line with your nature, processing is the way we most get out of line in, in our, in terms of our food intake. When you get out of line with nature, that shows up somewhere down the road in yeah. debility, loss of energy, symptoms, and diseases. So do you ever do you ever just make your own oils at home for fun? Do you ever do that? No, because you the in order to in order to make oils at home, you you, you have to be pretty fancy because you have to have something that is that cuts out the light and the oxygen and the heat. Mm. And then you can't store it or store it very slowly. Although in the old days they made they made oil with uh, wedge presses, I don't have one of those, but uh, they made it fresh every every week, and they literally took it around, oil and milk, 
were both perishable goods yeah. that that were delivered fresh and used for a week and then if you had left over in a week you threw it out and you got new in and you used the stuff new it still would be a week old so some deterioration would take place but not so much and then the other thing we've done is we put them in plastic bottles oil swell plastic plastic leaches into oil doesn't belong in your body light goes through the plastic and damage because a photon will damage uh, uh, like will blow an electron out of orbit, create a free radical, and you get 30,000 chain reactions on average from one photon hitting a, a molecule and getting that free radical started. And there's like billions of free radicals going into that oil and just sitting on the shelf in the sunlight, you know, in the light. Yeah. And uh, the light is damaging to oils. Yeah. Like well, it's just like anything. Be- if you If you put a tarp on a stack of hay um you know eventually the tarp will start changing color yep it'll get weaker and then yep. eventually it falls apart and blows off and you got to buy a new tarp what's doing yep. that well it's yeah. it's, the, it's the photons it's the sun yeah the sun yeah, is so, uh, also an antibi- antiseptic basically yeah and sun is and sun is good in small quantities uh sunlight is the is actually our life energy is sunlight a fraction of a fraction of sunlight um you know but you need you need the fire but you also need the spark control and out of the whole foods and omega-3s by the way are the only molecule that is a fuel molecule that creates fire in your body it's actually the best fire molecule it's the highest energy molecule and it turns into its own spark control there's no other molecule in nature that i know of that actually does that Explain that. How does it become its own spark control? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> if you if you get an omega three molecule, it's got three double bonds, and then the body converts it and adds two more double bonds in it. Now it's got six double bonds, and then it converts it further. These double bonds, by the way, they are it's called methylene interrupted. So every third carbon, you get a double bond. But if you got had a conjugated system, which is every two carbons you had a double bond that would create a situation that would snag free radicals and stabilize them and the body turns these molecules that have six methylene interrupted double bonds into molecules that have a set of three double bonds conjugated and then another two double bonds conjugated and that is a free radical scavenger so you've turned the fuel, 80% of the oil is burnt for energy, and 20% is converted into other molecules, including these antioxidants, anti-inflammatories that protect your body and your membranes because they're, they're able to snag free radicals that come from having built this high-energy fire in your body. So, so you want just... the fire, that's your vitality, but then you've got to have spark control too. Got it. So this is another important point because I, I've been taught a long time ago through uh, about enzymes, right? Mm-hmm. And how we need to have lots of enzymes and enzymes yep. actually are uh, good scavengers of free radicals, right? And I was also told that that free radicals are pretty much the reason why we're aging and it's the, the causative factor of all disease. So what you're actually yep. talking about here with these oils is they're, they're literally like, they're like pro-health, pro-youth oils. Yeah, and, like, you know, and, and, and anti-aging, anti-aging. omega-3s especially. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah and omega threes are too low in 99% of the population, too low for optimum health in 99% of the population. See, I was taught, I was taught, um, that the what's, do you remember the ratio of omega threes to sixes in fish oil? Uh, there, they can be, they can be anywhere from 10 to one. It depends on what the fish oil is 10 to one. Uh, in some, in some creatures, it's two and a half to one. Are you talking about like it's 10 omega sixes and three omega threes or one omega three? No, the other or, way around. Other way. It's more, yeah, uh, more higher in omega three in the Northern fish. Like they're, uh, they're high energy co for cold water fish. They need energy in their environment because they're not warm blooded. How do you, how does a, a cold blooded fish get away from a warm blooded seal? in cold water well the, then he needs that fish needs high energy to mm -hmm. be able to create create what he needs to get out of there quick even yeah. when the body temperature is really low wow so they come like from the pole south pole north pole where it's coldest is where you find the most omega-3s well this is groundbreaking information for me because i was taught that it was like there was too many sixes for fish, it was like a one to like one to nine or one to ten or something like that. <clears throat> no, where, what they did where, do is when they started farming fish, they started feeding them corn oil, which is only omega six, but that didn't work. So they actually had to change the because they're they're feeding them all ersatz food. They're not finding their own wild food, right? Right. So they're feeding them out of bags, but they had to put stuff in it that that allowed the fish to uh, either. Uh, like to get the EPA and DHA that they wanted them to have. Uh, but they would get that from fish guts and fish brains and, you know, that they put that right. in their food. It's because pretty nasty. They get it from their food in nature. Um, okay. So yeah. that, that, so see, then I was also taught that flaxseed, um, number one, if you're going to grind it, grind it fresh every time, but it was also a, um, one to three ratio, or it was one no, part omega and no, three flax parts. No, flax is four times six. as much three as six. Yep. That's too high. That's why we brought it down to two to one in the in the oil blend, because I became omega six deficient on flax oil. It's the only right. e easily available oil that can make you omega six deficient. Most people, I get ten, maybe twenty, maybe even sometimes fifty times more omega six than omega three. So that's what people are getting way too much omega six for the amount of three they're getting. And this will have, will this cause brittle nails? Uh, just not dry so, skin. If you have, dry, like, uh, it, it messes your skin because omega three and six work together in your skin to perform a barrier against the loss of moisture. Mm. So, uh, if, when you, when you get too little of one, or too little of the other. Either one of them will, will make your skin dry. If your skin well, this, is dry, this is you need huge. more oil. This mm -hmm. is huge for the listeners. Like you have to share this episode just for this because this is important. There's a lot of people out there with dry skin. Yeah, they have dry freaking skin, and then they go put some chemical toxic, yeah. crappy lotion yeah. on it all the time, and they think that it's no, it's an internal. Yeah, yeah, no. It's always inside. You're, the best way to oil your skin is from within, and you need omega three and omega six in the right ratio to do that. Uh, I actually, people with flax oil, people's skin get nice first because it's bringing the missing omega-3s. And if you do it for a long term, then their skin gets bad again because they end up being omega-6 deficient eventually. Mm. That's why the blend, that's why the balance is so important. You need okay. to have them both in the right balance 
If you get too much of one, it'll crowd out the other. If you get too much of the other, it'll crowd out the one. So the balance is really an important issue. And again, that's something in the seed oil industry is not considered. So they make you this stuff. They damage it by processing. They put it in plastic. It's exposed to light. And they have a three-year shelf life on it. And by the time you get it, it, oh, they part of the processing, they heat it to frying temperature. So you're actually buying fried oils. And they're doing that to get rid of the rancidity because they're using sloppy processes. Yeah. And, and, and the, it, it is worst in the oil industry because oils are the most sensitive, most care requiring nutrients of all of our essential nutrients. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to take another break. When we get back, we're going to get into some specific oils. We're going to talk yeah. about those, whatever she called it there. The, it was the hateful eight. And I also want to get into olive oil and clear a few things up. We'll be yeah. right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution helps against inflammation and pain. Turmeric 100 is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% organic, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I am back with my guest, Udo Erasmus from Udo's Choice Oils. Uh, he's been around the oil industry a long time, and I really like you, Udo. Um, you, Thank you. You just like remind you me of, of me. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like you know, when you're I, 80, you'll be just like me. White hair. <laughs> yeah, it's coming, baby. It's coming. I, but, I like literally, if you guys still, can't see us, you're listening. I have white but hair. But still coming. a loud mouth, right? Yes, we are going to be loud mouths. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You know, when I've, you, when, ma- I've managed to keep it. When you have, when you, when you find out the truth about something, for me, it just pisses me off. And I'm like, I feel like I have to tell everybody about it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I don't like getting duped on anything. And if I find out whether somebody was duping me in, unintentionally or intentionally, I don't care. I still, I want results. I want health. Cause again, I, I, you didn't really know my story, but like I had to get life flighted to have an emergency surgery. I was bleeding rectally for two years. I had eczema. I had a whole bunch of problems. I gained 42 pounds and I was an athlete for 30 years playing baseball. I turned into a standard American diet, societal conditioning casualty is what mm-hmm. happened to me. Yeah. Right. Just doing what I was supposed to predictable do. Predictable too, right? Very, very predictable. Now, now that um, you know, it's predictable. Yeah. And it's, everything's <laughs> always reversible too. Right. So this is why these oil yep. things, I, I really want to clear up this, this, God, this episode is so cool because it's like, it's going to help so many people solve their problems at a root level at a fundamental level. That's always level. the hope. Yeah. That's the goal. Uh, it's up to you guys to take action, but you know, here, yep. here we are giving you some really awesome information. Cause I can tell you my dietary stuff is changing. Like I'm going to get more focused on this and that's the beauty. I will, as soon as I find something, I want to pivot and I'll, and I'll switch. So let's yep. get into some of these oils. Let's first off, let's talk about What's the, well, I've been asking you a question and I, I know what the answer is going to be because a lot of people use olive oil for cooking. What's the best oil to cook with, Udo? <laughs> but if health is your goal, there is no oil that you should cook with. No oil, no fat. Because you overheat the food, you overheat the oil or the fat and you damage the, you, the molecules. They change from natural to unnatural. And many of those are toxic. And then you're putting toxic molecules in your body and they, f- they find some place in your body to hang out. 
And in that place, they interfere what's supposed to be going on because they're not the right molecules for yes. body construction, maintenance, or repair, or function. Yeah, so, and one thing... <clears throat> so, so when I was a kid, because I'm 80, so I was around quite a while ago. When I was a kid, cooking meant in water. So when we had a steak, we cut it in cubes, we threw it in the stew with the vegetables and the spices, cooked it, ate it, tasted good, wasn't burnt. Okay. People now say, oh yeah, but I love the taste of burnt. No, you don't. If you scrape that black stuff off, you know, and you, a tablespoon of it, you eat it, it squeaks between your teeth like chalkboard, uh, chalk on a blackboard. It's bitter, it's acrid, it's scratchy, and it tastes disgusting. But you think that it tastes good because your mother was bamboozled by the oil industry to use oil for cooking instead of water. And so you got those bad habits with mother love. So what I'm saying to you is you need to separate out the mother love and keep it because it's incredible from the bad habits she was bamboozled in by the industry in the, for the sake of greed. And you need to separate rate those two, go back to cooking in water, adding oil, good oils made with health in mind afterwards after the food comes off the heat and then you get improved flavor you get better absorption of the oil soluble nutrients and you get oils made with health in mind that are essential to your health to the health of every cell in your body you get them that's why we put oil in food so don't use cooking don't use oil for frying don't use fat for frying don't use coconut for frying don't use lard for frying if health is what you're interested in. Because remember, the standard is fresh, whole, raw, organic. And frying is the worst thing we've ever invented to do to foods in 200,000 years of living on this planet. It is the dumbest thing we've ever done. So I say to people, get your frying pan, turn it upside down, hit yourself on the head with it so it's associated with pain, <laughs> and dump that stupid thing in the garbage. Yeah. And go back to cooking. If you're going to cook, cook in water and eat raw as much as you can. If it's not contaminated, you can eat raw till the cows come home. Awesome. Yeah, and I was told that when so, you heat <clears throat> fats over a certain temperature, they turn it into what's called a lipid peroxide, which is a known carcinogen or cancer causer. Yeah, so, those are just, yeah, those are ran rancid. They, they react with oxygen. The higher the temperatures, the faster they react. The higher the temperature, the faster, the faster you, the more you twist molecules too and the more free radicals and the faster the free radical damages. So you keep the oil, that's why we keep good oils in the fridge. They stay fresh longer and we use them, we put them on the food when you're ready to eat it. So and here's we, a question. Here's a question for the listeners. Um, if you knew somebody, if you found out that a neighbor or somebody, if somebody was slipping a little bit of uh, cyanide or some type of a toxin, into your children's food, um, what would you do about that? Well, you'd <laughs> probably turn them in, right? You'd yeah. probably have them arrested. You'd turn them in. You see, you see, I see where I'm going here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. we're doing this to our children unknowingly. It's not our fault because we didn't know, but after this episode, yeah. you do know, right? Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to cook food in oils and they create lipid peroxides and other free radicals that are going to go in and lodge into your body and your children's body, if you want to do it yourself, I mean, you have to really look at this. Um, you're basically suicidal. 
I mean, that's the level we're talking about here. And again, don't look at me. It's like half the people are dying of cancer. I almost lost my friend to cancer. I lost another friend to cancer and my aunt, my grandma. Everybody's had tons of people dying around with cancer. They have cancer. This is what's going to happen. If you teach your kids to cook with oils and use processed foods, that's 50% plus chance they're going to get cancer. Why why are we doing this? We have to stop doing this stuff. We have to be intelligent about this. And by the way, it's not just just lipid peroxides. It's also fragmented molecules, cross-linked molecules, cyclized molecules, twisted molecules, uh, um, polymerized molecules. So there are a lot of different ways that oils are damaged when they're not treated with the care they need. But Udo, it tastes so good. No, it doesn't. That's acquired. Those oils, if you taste those oils, they're bland. You don't even know what they're made from because they've taken all that out. Oils don't taste good. Nobody, you know, if you eat a cooking oil off a spoon, I would put 100 people in a lineup and there would only be maybe one or two crazy guys who think that tastes good. But oil doesn't taste good. Yeah. And when I you can mix tell, it in food, it enhances the flavors of the yeah, food. Yeah, it's the fat. People like fat. You're, you're programmed to want fat, salts, and sugars in nature because you can't find them readily available. So when you do find them, you're taught biologically to get as much as you can. But go walk around in the woods. See how much fat, salt, and sugar you're going to find. It ain't out there. Like, you have to work yeah, hard to get it. Nobody's just pressing this, it out. And seeds and nuts is where you find most of it. So I can tell you what you just yeah. said was it's a learned experience. These flavors and stuff are learned. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of it is um, learned. Yeah. I, I gave up dairy like in 2011 and yeah. I pretty much stayed away from, I mean, completely. I mean, there might've been a speck here and there, but I'm talking, I don't do it. Like I know I don't have yeah. the digestive. Um, uh, I don't have um, renin in my body to break down the casein and the cow. I just stay away from the shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Use and, it and I've done, uh, I started doing like kefirs and cultured veg, uh, veg uh, foods and stuff like that and yogurts. Yeah. And I, and I actually, um, was taught uh, by Dr. Uh, William Davis. He said, now the first time you ferment and make this, there's a, it's a special strain of bacteria called Lactobacillus reuteri. It's been missing in the gastrointestinal tract since the 60s, since the advent of pharmaceutical drugs and pesticides and all that crap. And it's basically taken out a major player in a gastrointestinal tract that leads to oxytocin levels, strength, improved sleep, all kinds of just amazingness. And he said, the first time you culture it, Tim, you want to do it with dairy product because it just works better and then after that you can take that scoop of that stuff and then throw it into your plant-based version and do that and i had a hard time with that i was like but you know what you don't have to do that you can actually uh grow all of the probiotics the both the lactobacilli and the bifidobacteria you can uh, you can actually grow them on chickpea medium well um that's awesome i love chickpeas garbanzo beans yeah. So what, what I did was, is like, I want the maximum benefit for me. So this yeah. gets, finishes the story is like, I, I made the first batch out of some uh, organic, non-GMO, non-hormone, um, half and mm-hmm. half. And um, I just wondered, I'm like, I wonder what this tastes like. Cause I hadn't had milk in 12 years and I, I, or 11 years or whatever it was. And I took a little sip of it and it tasted really weird. Now, what I can tell you was, is that when I, when I first was drinking milk, and I switched off of regular cow's milk to almond milk and flax milk and all these other types of milks. They tasted weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it yeah. happened 12 years later. It's weird. So you are right. hundred percent, man. Things are acquired tastes. Yeah. And, and, and you can't just eat for your tongue. You have to take, do you eat for your bodies? The question is how does your body feel? 
because ultimately you're you're eating for vitality and and energy and and being able to enjoy being a human being not just to please your tongue so whatever your tongue is pleased with you know just like okay that's a small part of it but don't make that the whole deal you're not here to please you're not here to please your tongue at the expense of everything else right right all right, so let's get into. Okay, why don't so we just say oils. what 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 are what are some of the oils to avoid and why? And then we'll get okay, into the good so ones. let's begin with extra virgin olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil, if it's really extra virgin olive oil, because they cheat on it because the trees grow slowly, the demand has gone fast, so they they often dilute the oils with canola or soybean, and then tell you it's it's olive oil and sell it to you for expensive. But if it's real extra virgin olive oil, the one advantage it has it's not damaged by the processing the way most of the oils are because it's made by a different process so it's the only oil that that isn't damaged the way all of the oils are if it's actually done properly so extra virgin but it has no omega-3s and only 10 percent is omega-6 and the rest of it the omega-9s and the saturated fats that are in the oil your body can make those two from sugar and starch. So you don't need them in your diet. So, and, and the traditional way to use extra virgin olive oil in the old days was they cooked their food in water, they dumped off the water, they added the oil after the cooking mm -hmm. to enhance flavors and get people the energy from the oil. Yeah. So it wasn't used for frying. That came, that only started about 120 years ago when the big oil industry started. And then it was in the 40s, 50s, pretty much, uh, so I was a kid at that time, uh, they started pushing, f cook everything in oil. Because my parents still cooked most things in water. Yeah, they started when making, they fry, like, they they start in making books and t television and yeah. print ads and everything's cook, cook, cook and use yeah. your oil. And, and then the industry like became a $100 billion a year industry. Yeah. You know, and then they, so, so that's the, that's the best of the oils. It's not that good, but it's not, it's at least it's not damaged. So you're not getting toxic molecules in the oil. You know anywhere if, to find a decent, um, I, I, to me, I don't even know why I would want one, but or, or extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. Well, the way I do it is I put it in the fridge and if in the fridge, it needs to either go solid or at least produce little crystals inside the oil flecks. They look like little snowflakes because the oil will go solid at that, at, at, fridge temperature if it doesn't go solid or doesn't produce those flecks it's probably been diluted with soybean and or some other kind of Terrible. oil Canola because oil. they stay because they stay uh, uh liquid in the fridge wow so that's how i tell but i don't use i don't use uh olive oil anyway i don't need it there's not, nothing i need right. to do because i can get omega-3 and omega-6 made with health in mind use that in my foods but I don't fry my foods either. What other oils to avoid? <clears throat> okay. Uh, after that, the more omega-6 and the more omega-3 an oil has in it, the more it is damaged by the processing. But those are the only two you need. Okay. So now uh, uh, avocado oil is pretty popular these days. But do you know what they make it out of? Rotten avocado. avocados. <laughs> avocados. And when you look at it, they have no standards. They have set no standards for ex for avocado oil. They've talked about they should be setting standards, 
And there are some standards that are set for other oils, no standards for avocado oil. And uh, the same thing, grapeseed oil, you know, grapeseed oil is made out of yeah. the grape seeds that usually are garbage. So you find a way to, to get something out of it. Very high in omega-6, no omega-3s. Way overrated. You know, they kind of came in with a big marketing program and said, oh, grapeseed oil, the new oil. Oh, my God, it's yeah. so good. No, 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 no. Uh, canola, you know, has some omega-3s in it, so that makes it more sensitive. Soybean has omega-3s in it. That makes it more sensitive. Right. You know, the, so there isn't an oil out there that is in a plastic bottle, in a transparent plastic bottle on the shelf that is colorless, odorless, and tasteless, that hasn't been tasted by harsh chemicals like harsh base, sodium hydroxide, then harsh acid, uh, phosphoric acid, then bleached with bleaching clays, and then heated to frying temperature to clean up the mess they made. And I cannot say, I cannot re recommend any oil like that to anyone who is looking to improve their health. And then to use them for frying, you make it even worse than what the industry did to it. And so fundamentally, it's, it's uh, you know, don't, so what you should be avoiding is the, the oils that are on the shelves. That part of the, the, the talk in the village is, is correct. But it isn't because of the oils, it's because of the damage the industry did to them or the in damage you're going to do to them in the frying pan. That's why you need to avoid those oils. But you still need omega-3s and you still need omega-6s. So go from oils to seeds and nuts. So flaxseed has omega-3 in it, balance is not good, but, but it has omega-3s in it, sunflower, sesame, most seeds and nuts have omega-6s in them. Then you have to mix and match them. Or you have to go to oils that are made with health in mind, protected from light, oxygen, and heat while they're being made, uh, filtered, uh, settled, filled, and are in brown glass bottles, are nitrogen flushed. The en entire industry does that. And in a box, to keep out the light completely. And you'll find those in the fridge, in the supplement section, in health food stores. And some, some, some of the alternate practitioners also carry it. So what, what is your main product then? What's the one we're talking about where you've taken the flax and balanced it with the yeah, that's sunflower called, and the sesame? What's the yeah, name of that It's called Udo's, Udo's Oil. Okay. If you look it up, Udo's Oil. Uh, Who's that named after? <laughs> I don't know, some weird guy with a weird name, Udo, which is a rare <laughs> name. So if you go on the internet, you'll find that crazy Udo and he'll probably be wearing my face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so it's I can, named, I can, I it's can named after me that... because I developed the formula and I developed the methods for making oils with health in mind. And the guy I worked with thought that was a good reason to call it Udo's choice, Udo's oil. Awesome. That's the brand. Well, and you guys, anybody listening around the world, you can find these these wonderful oils anywhere in the world, pretty much. I mean, yeah, in fact, you can go to Udo's Choice, U-D-O-S Choice dot com, and you'll find their distributors. We're in about 40 countries. Okay. So you can find the oil in about 40 countries. So there must be a few people out there that want good quality oils. 
it's kind of proven itself right those are the ones those are those are the ones i'm uh, uh i'm uh, basically working with yeah and so yeah. what the guys the reason i wanted to bring and those are, those was, are what i'm inviting everybody to become absolutely yeah so we had you here because i want this i want this this lesson today yeah. to really sink in deeply for many reasons not just to get his oils which i think you should because it's just it's it's another part of your stack in in the deck of health for you right. makes it simple stop buying crappy oils you know what those are now pretty much and go get some good oils you know the purpose of that yeah. and you also learned a big takeaway today is stop cooking with freaking oils if you want to do it yeah. once in a while a birthday an anniversary nope. a party nope. nope what well i've <laughs> i've learned to move sorry I, I i'm the guy who has to tell the truth i know but if you want to meet <laughs> people where they're at udo i've, I've had a hard time because i I was a complete zealot about yeah. my lifestyle and stuff. So it's a little <clears throat> scary for some folks because they're like food addicts or like a drug addict. There's no difference. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, is like, if you love yourself enough, eventually you gravitate away from this stuff, but you shouldn't cook your freaking foods and oils. It's really simple. You cook yeah. your food in water and yeah. then you add the oil later when the temperature's dropped for the yeah. flavor. And you yeah. can baste and we do this with tempeh. You can cook tempeh dry yeah. in a pan and then you can baste it with oils and your flavoring later. Maybe you put some, Rags, liquid aminos in there, whatever, and some garlic powder and some onion powder, smoked paprika, stir it up, and then, you know, brush it on your your uh, lentil tempeh, and then boom, now you got something that's yummy that's not going to cause cancer for you and your kids. Yep. Voila, really simple. Yep. All right. And, cool. And oil is worse than sugar, although sugar is a, is comes a close second. Right. Oil for, is for worse than sugar. causing problems. Yep. Okay. For that's a problems. big statement. And the I people agree. who are talking about don't use oils haven't done their homework and they're only giving you half the information it's true that you shouldn't be using the oils that have been damaged by processing and you shouldn't fry in foods but they're not telling you where to get what you need that you've always been getting from those oils because you get you still get your omega-3 and omega-6 from oils but you get it with damage and the de and and what you need to do is get oils that aren't damaged to get you your omega threes and omega sixes in the right ratio. So the statement, the true statement, then is improperly processed oils are worse than sugar. Yeah, and I and I would say the 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 best way to tell the story is say, listen, your body needs an oil change, just like your car. You got to get the dirty out oil out, and you need to replace it with clean oils made with your health in mind. I think that resonates. I always talk about the body being a car. If you yeah. have checked body lights <laughs> flashing right now, one of them could be uh, your crappy oils that are in your cupboard unknowingly. And then, and then if you did get some good ones and you cooked it, they turned into crappy oils. So hopefully this podcast cleared that up. Um, Udo, I think, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, we didn't really talk about, um, I mean, I guess we could talk about it really quick. I pulled it up just because the hateful eight, um, this oh, yeah. uh, Dr. Kate had canola, corn, cottonseed, soy, sunflower, safflower, grapeseed, and rice bran. I know you're probably going to say something about the sunflower in there at least. Yeah, I, I would say uh, the hateful eight. He's only done half his work. You should be adding peanut oil and <laughs> you should be all adding pretty much all the other oils that are available to that list because they're all da made the same way, damaged in the same way. Right. So are the three to, oils that you promote once they're processed properly? Is that flax, sunflower and sesame? Are there any other oils if they're done right that you recommend? 
Well, all of them would be okay if they were done right. Oh, okay. So they have oh, well, to be well, unrefined. Well. They should be from organically grown seeds because another thing that you don't get told is there's pesticides in those oils. Yeah. And when you deodorize the oils to get the bad taste out of them, you get rid of half the pesticides, but the other half stays in there because they're not working with organically grown seeds. Yeah. So why would, you, why would you support an industry that cares so little about your health that it's willing to make you oils that are damaged and they tell you to use them for frying to kill yourself and then they've got pesticides in them too. Why would you support an industry like that? You know, you got to vote with your wallet. You got to support the people who are doing it right, maybe small scale, maybe big scale. And you need to take, you need to, to you vote with your wallet and put out a business, the people who are messing up the planet and messing up your life and messing up your health. Yeah, absolutely. You have that power. Yeah, that's the one vote that still counts today is the yeah. voting with, with your wallet. Yeah. So we talk about that all the time. Like we have the power. We literally have the power with the money that's in our pocket every every day yep. when we go out and buy stuff. You every dollar spent is a vote for either a company that, you know, just doesn't care about you at all and it's all about profit. And you're actually paying for cancer, you're paying for heart disease, you're paying yeah. for a terrible quality of life. Yeah, you're, paying you're paying on both pain. ends. You're paying for or, the food that gives you the cancer and then you you're paying to get, get the cancer treated. Yeah, when they don't even know what the cause is, but we knew. And then, or you can take your money and you can give it to companies like Udo's or mine that actually have a heartbeat and care. And we're trying to get to the root of it and um, support us so that we can grow and help more people. That's it. If you, you create the world, because the more we vote with our dollars, the better quality products the working class is going to have. Yep. The more you just go bumbling along and go into big box chain stores. And if you don't, I mean, there's very few products in stores that I would recommend, but there, there are a few. But a lot of times, like Organic 365 brand is an example, and, and Whole Foods is they're, they're just that, again, that real estate on the store shelves is very valuable. They want to get their own stuff in there, and you're going to be getting crappy and crappier and crappier products if you keep yeah. buying that stuff. You have and to. Jeff, and Jeff Bezos is definitely not an oil expert. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I think we did a good job of clearing up the myths, uh, so. the good, the bad, and the ugly of oils. We know there's some good. Right. We know there's yep. good. We know what makes them bad and we know what makes them really ugly. And it's it's the processing and it's ourselves cooking yep. those oils. It gets real ugly. So just stay away from that, guys, and watch your health improve. You're going to see massive changes. Um, I'll put the link to your website, uh, udoschoice.com, yep. um, in the description so people can find a supplier near them if they want to go down and get this perfectly That's blended, right. perfectly harvested and stored oil. Um from you and I just everything you did with the box and the light and all that stuff and the dark glass and this refrigeration and the, it's all makes sense to me it's what I've been taught and what I've experienced yeah um, to be high quality but I'm definitely changing my well, tune on some of these oils and I'm going to change my lifestyle because of this podcast so I thank you yeah. very much yeah is there any um, last you. words that you'd like to give to the listeners before you take no you know you get you get one life it's not that long I'm 80 so I I know it's <laughs> getting shorter <laughs> and uh you know, and may, do what you need to do by making good choices to be able to fully enjoy the incredible gift that you have for this time of being a human being. You know, awesome. you're filled with light and you're filled with peace and you're filled with joy. Find it and enjoy it and, and you know, and then carry it on as long as you can. If you're really enjoying your life, you'll do what you need to do in order to 
extend it to its maximum possibility. Absolutely. That's what I'm doing. And you're doing a good job, but I can tell you, for those listening, you can't see him. He's a healthy dude. Looks good. Uh, got a rebounder in the back and a lot of books back there. So he's learned yeah. and, and uh, he studied and he's also. And uh, if you see on the other side, there's a medicine ball. Yep. Yep. So you got to move that body. All these basic, yep. simple things that uh, make a big difference in our lives. Yep. So I want to thank everybody around the world for tuning again in again, especially um, uh, for th those of you that are sharing the podcast with other people. We really appreciate it. If there's a message here, you'd like to. I think this is a big thing. Because right now, there's so much crap on social media about the seed oil. I want the yeah. health heroes out there to just take this and share it like crazy with everybody. And let's really get the ripple effect going with true education yeah. on whether oils are good, bad, and ugly. We've got that cleared up today. And I also want to thank all of you again for helping us be one of the fastest growing natural health podcasts on the planet. We really appreciate that. Um, it gives me purpose. to. I just I can't wait to find more people like Udo and bring more information for my life and for your lives. So I uh, deep appreciation for that. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.